Welcome to Breakthrough Brands. You are listening to The Conscious Business Show, bringing purpose, profit, and prosperity into your life and business with your host, Joe Dalton. Cherry Brock, welcome to The Conscious Business Podcast. How are you, my friend? I am doing just right. Excited to be with you, Joe. We would have met in Dunleary. It must have been about six months ago. Yeah, it was a little while back in October. You made a visit to see a very good friend of ours, Lottie. Yes, and, wonderful lady. And uh, we met up in the Ivory Tower in Dunleary, looking onto the bay. And it was a pleasurable afternoon. What yes. really caught my interest was your knowledge and your wisdom and how technology can be integrated with businesses so they can still flourish, which makes it really interesting as well, because what's going on in the world at the moment with Corona-19? Yes, it's uh, really profoundly shaking our world today. We're seeing uh, almost by the hour new developments, new uh, changes. And I think we need to realize, okay, this is serious. We do have to take it seriously. Yes, uh, as we're listening now on this day at this time, wash your hands, watch out for the public interaction. Don't go around French kissing a lot of people today. Okay, not a good idea. But also don't get so paralyzed that you think, oh, gee, I can't do anything. In Ireland at the moment, they've closed all the schools and there is rumours now as well that they're going to be bringing in the military to do a further lockdown because rumours has it that all the pubs were busy last night. (laughs) Oh, well, that's a smart thing to do. Sometimes I'm thinking, now I'm no medical doctor, but that might be the best thing to do is just have a good few pints with your mates and uh, get a chance to relax and think about what really matters. What really matters. I think you and me are quite blessed, Terry, because we've been using technology for a very long time. And when I say technology, we would use technology to help our business like Zoom, Skype, all this technology that's out there. And when the questions are being asked, how do I work at home? The answers are there. So before we jump into that and get deep into technology and how it can grow your business, where did it all begin for you? What were you like as a teenager? Well, I was using technology even then. Actually, I'm a communicator and I like to write. I like to speak. When I was uh, 16, I was working for a local paper and I covered one of our state senators. I was in the state of Michigan at that time and Michigan and Lansing is the capital. He was up in Lansing. I interviewed this gentleman and uh, the paper liked what I did. And a few months later, they sent me to Washington, D.C. and I covered Richard Nixon's inauguration, which was really uh, quite a thing for a 16 year old kid to see what's happening then. And then I got into radio and uh, actually was covered over uh, the state of Michigan about uh, on three radio stations there uh, when I was 17. And it was quite an experience. So I've been looking at technology as a way to help us to reach people and communicate better. Technology keeps changing. And frankly, I'm just amazed at what we can do today uh, with it. We're using Skype right now, which is really interesting, kind of older technology. I've been using much more Zoom lately uh, with the capabilities. But, you know, the key is not so much the technology. It's how we can deploy that to meet the needs of other people. And I think that technology allows us to extend ourselves, extend our brain power, extend our muscle power when we deploy it in the right way. And it's going to help us in the midst of this crisis we're going through right now. We're going to make it through it. We're going to do fine. But we've got to uh, use the technology, but also embrace the principles 
that work, that are time-honored, that have been used uh, way back in ancient history of being good to other people, treating people properly. I believe there will be a lot of reflection going on over the coming months as this rolls out and see where we all end up in three, six months, who knows. But I think a lot of people are going to do a lot of reflection on family life. They're going to do it on how they do their business. Are they being lean in the way they do things? You know, there's so many questions in the business world. that There's people out there that are terrified. There are people out there that are, oh, my God, this is doomsday. But you have to kind of go, we're not back in the 18th century. You know, technology has come along, medical advances have come along, and we will get through this. All we have to do is be safe and focus in a way that we're not letting the outside situations scare us inside and be very, very level-headed in the conversations that we do and the way we are with everything as well. I think that's really, really important. Yeah, I agree with you. I think we are aware of what's going on. We're not going to stick our heads in the sand, but at the same time, we don't become terrified. That fear can be paralyzing, and it's the thing that we have to fight against no matter what. I think uh, it was Franklin Delano Roosevelt who said uh, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself, a line written by Napoleon Hill for Franklin Roosevelt. And I think that's right. That fear that we have will paralyze us. But instead, we look at what's going on. We understand it. We use our heads. And we move forward and at the same time enjoy a few pints with our mates and have a good time as we go. Yeah, like over here now, what they're doing is the kids, they're not even allowed to have play dates in other people's houses. They can go and play out on the streets or in the parks, but it's confined to places as well. So even the pubs here now, so they're really locking down on it. But one of the things jumping in on business, Terry, is that I use Zoom all the time and I have coaching clients all over the world. And we speak through Zoom and I've never met some of these people and my business flourishes on it. And Mm -hmm. we have an office like yourself is from home. So business hasn't stopped. It'll be a new way of doing things. And I think it'll be very wonderful for a lot of people. Yes. I think so. I think that if we use it the right way, it can do a lot. And it is worldwide. I think it's good that you and I here, we're talking right now. We've got clear communication and we're on the other side of the world. Don't say that. Don't say that. We said that a minute ago and it crashed. Yeah, exactly. It was interesting. Those of you listening to this, just as we were talking about connections, we suddenly had a power failure here. We lost our internet access and electricity, but it came back in about five to ten minutes. So I think we have systems that are resilient and can come back from that. So realize, okay, we're going to occasionally lose our power. Maybe that's a good metaphor, Joe. We'll sometimes lose our power. We'll have something that will go wrong, but remain positive Use your head and we can come back and recover from whatever hits us. We can. Terry, you have an amazing career. You're called in to many big organizations to help them develop their business. What's your passion? Passion is to help people to become the ideal person that they want to be, each person. And I think that technology gives us the ability to do more than we could otherwise. And technology is really just something that helps us to be better. When you think about it, the Gutenberg Press was technology. And it gave people the ability to learn more, 
to read more, to understand and expand their minds more than they could otherwise. And so for me, I like to look at where we are today with current technology. Uh, yes, using Zoom. I had a chance to interview Eric Wan, the CEO of Zoom a while back and talk to him. And he communicated so well, saying that it's a way for us to really collaborate with each other better, to connect with people and to do more. And I think that's what Zoom or Skype or whatever tool we're going to use. The key is to find out how we can help other people to solve their problem. That's really what the free market system is, is. all about. It's, look, it's the service industry, one of the biggest growing industries in the world. But I'm jumping back to, you know, you're an amazing speaker. You've been on TV. It's a, you've had your own radio you know, the knowledge that you have there as well. You were involved in this in, in when you were in 16, 17. I'm trying to really find out the man that we listen to on LinkedIn videos or the person behind the talks. I know you help people, but who are you? Whoever, I'm just a little old country boy. Ah, that that's that's a real. <laughs> I literally that's... was. I was born and raised up in the in Michigan, in the rural country, and they're in the Midwest in the, here in the U.S. And I want to be able to help people to achieve their goals. I, my goal in life is to help people understand the importance of living your life the way you want without coercion being initiated and to be able to do anything you want. And I use that word carefully: anything, as long as. You take responsibility for yourself and you do not initiate force or coercion against another person. And we live lives with freedom and with liberty, living the way that we want. And I think the technology gives us the opportunity to do that as never before. You think about it, centuries ago, you had people had to be the serfs. Where they had to be under obedient to the king or the queen. And they had to somehow think, well, this king or queen has been endowed by God, which I don't think was true, but uh, they were. Therefore, you must serve them and you are owned by them. And I think today, with a real enlightenment idea, we realize we are our own person. You are not owned by anyone, Joe. No one owns you but you. And so we live our lives that way. And the technology is a way to empower that. It's just a way to extend our brains and our power of our physical bodies to be able to do what we want to do. And I like the idea of, uh, as Leonard Reed said it years ago, anything that's peaceful. If it's peaceful, then that's a way to live life. And that's really what drives me. That drives me to achieve, to be able to do more. And I've got a long way to go. I feel like I'm just getting started. I am so imperfect and I've got so many areas I want to improve. But I want to be able to help other people as we do that. Yeah, I I think life as we get older gets better and better. Uh, yeah. um, I just turned fifty there uh, not so long ago, and congratulations! And do you know what I realised? I went, you know, the first fifty years, some of them I had to learn how to walk and talk, you know, and the knowledge and the wisdom that I've experienced. And I sort of says, right, I'm fifty now. The training wheels are off, and the next fifty years is going to be glorious because all that yes. knowledge. And with technology, I love LinkedIn. You know, I, I yes. hang out on LinkedIn. As people know, I call it my Rolodex. And a lot of people, the more and more people are jumping on it and seeing that the experience that they can gain from it. And some people are jumping away from Facebook and jumping on more of, of LinkedIn. Do you feel that LinkedIn is the platform for the future for us to generate leads? Or is it still in that infancy stage? Well, I think that LinkedIn is not only for the future, but for right now. At this moment, yeah. it is a powerful medium and platform where we unabashedly say it's about business. 
Whereas with Facebook, it's like, yeah, there's a little, some business there, but there's also the fun and uh, the pictures of uh, you going to the beach and having fun with the family. There's a place for that. I get it. LinkedIn is a place where we say we're here for business, but also not pushy, trying to always sell something. Hi, I'm wonderful. Buy my stuff. But no, we don't want that. We want to get to know people and building relationships. I think that's the real key. True people that succeed in life are those who really focus on relationships, cultivating and helping others. And as we do that, we're able to achieve and succeed in many, many ways that we want. Yeah, like with LinkedIn, like I know that we all talk about you connect with someone and then five seconds later, they're hitting you with a spam message. And mm. I've got to the stage now, if someone connects with me and then five minutes later, they're pitching me, I'm actually dropping them a message saying, look, thank you for thinking of me. I'm not in the market from that at the moment, but it's great to be in contact with them. Instead of the old way, oh, frick off, selling me, oh, spam, get out of here. I'm actually yeah. just polite <laughs> and going... You know, I like that. Yeah. Joe, I think that's a good way to approach it, that at least you're, you're being kind. And uh, you could actually automate that, if you will. You can put that into a text expander or something like that and just uh, fire it back to them saying, hey, you know, it's not the time to start selling me your stuff. We all have stuff. We have our products, our services that we want to sell. But do it in a way where it's welcome and where it's inviting yeah, it's, rather it's, than pushy. Now, the odd time, I might get someone who gives me something and I might kind of go, Thank you. I can see a few pointers that you're doing wrong. You know, I'm happy to help you out on this if you want. Mm -hmm. (laughs) One of the things I find as well with the messenger and with all the different pieces involved in it as well, you can get lost in it. It's only a platform. And like if you're speaking to someone on LinkedIn, will you try and get them to email or will you try and bring them onto some different other platform so you can have that conversation with them? Yeah, I think it's a a challenge right now that we have so many different channels that we can use for communicating. And I find myself often forgetting, how did I reach this person? Was it on email? Was it on Facebook Messenger? Was it on message on LinkedIn? Was it on, I just discovered one called Whova, which was for a convention that we were working with. Is it text message? Is it, and there's so many different ways we can communicate. It becomes a little bit uh, confusing after a while. Yes, I've often had conversations on one platform with someone and finished up the conversation on another platform. (laughs) Yeah. So what's your favorite? Oh, yes. My favorite is all of them. (laughs) Uh, But I do probably, I guess if I had to look at any one that I use more than any other, it would probably be Zoom. Because with Zoom, I have the ability to have that communication. Yes, audio. Yes, video. But even more important, having the text message. It's easy to get a transcript. You just have a button, press a button, and then you've got the transcript of what you talked about, which is really nice when you've had an hour and a half meeting with someone, say, three weeks ago. And you need to think, oh, I talked with Jim about that, but what did he say he was going to do? What did I say I'm going to do? Well, to try to go back and listen to the entire hour and a half communication is very difficult, if not impossible most of the time. But if you've got a transcript, you can say, yeah, he was mentioning something about the visit to London. And so you do a quick search on the word London. You find, oh, that was at 35 minutes and 24 seconds. And there it is. And then you could read, oh, okay, he said he was going to London and then I would be there and we're going to talk on this. And you would be able to see exactly what's happening. And I think that Zoom gives us that ability to do a lot. It's really a tool 
that we can deploy for a lot of business practical application. Yeah, it is wonderful. And that's leading me to the next question, video. Video now has taken over and we realize that it's, you know, there's high percentage that people are watching video, but they're not listening to them. So it's very important to have text in your videos as well. My own personal feeling itself is I've gone from reading to video and I'm back to reading again. So even I'm reading more blogs, I'm tuning in to get more information on blogs than watching video. And I also believe audio is going to be even more powerful than video again. I think we're seeing that happen, that we like to read. And it's important when you're doing video. Most people are consuming video at, while they're at a cubicle or they're in their office. Those that are still going to work and even operating from home today, uh, they're going to read it. Because when you think about it, you can read faster than you can listen. You can consume more information that way. But I think there's going to be a real role and there is already for using audio. And the real key there is voice. We've seen what's happening now with Siri, with Alexa, with Cortana, with other technologies where we can use our voice. That's real powerful because I can talk much faster than I can write. So I can talk my thoughts into a device. I use my uh, Samsung Note 10 Plus and I can talk into it. My words appear there and I'm dazzled at how amazingly accurate they are. Probably 95 to 99% accuracy. And I think that we can get a lot more done that way. And again, that's what technology is all about. I am able to talk. I'm able to listen. And I am able to make my life better because of that. Yes, Terry, we've we've tested video and we've tested audio and sometimes I will give an audio message out to someone and I won't read it and I'll click it and then I'll read it and go, that makes no sense at all. Let me, let me, (laughs) like I think I said to you, the diaper isn't working where I should have said Skype isn't working. You are listening to The Conscious Business Show with Joe Dalton. I think the voice control is going to be so important. You know, we're going to get somewhat lazy where it's, you know, turn on my lights or we already can ask it to turn on the heating on the way home and it's going to evolve into business. Is it because time is so precious with us at the moment that all these things, are they just speeding things up for us or do we need to sort of go, hang on, I need to take a step back as well? Because I think we're just coming to work culture. You know, with all the technology people are jumping on before 9 a.m., they're answering the emails on the weekends at 11 o'clock at night. They're feeling anxious or guilty if they haven't got back to someone in a certain amount of time. Do you think it's going to affect us in that way with our relationships with family as we just explode into this work culture? Oh, yes. I think it will change us a lot. And I think it can be for the positive. It's like any technology is going to be uh, seen and it can have good or bad ramifications. I mean, think about it. Way back in time, one of the first technologies when Og came up with this idea of fire back in the cave. Well, fire oh, it can be really good because it's going to cook food for you. It will be keep you warm. <laughs> ah, but there's a danger too. It could destroy. Well, yeah, every technology has both sides. And I think the fact that we can work at 11 o'clock at night, literally, it was interesting, Joe, just a few months ago, working with a client, and I just happened to be online. I usually am not. 11.30 on a Saturday night, 
And I just happen to be on there. And there's a client sending information back and forth. I thought, well, now this is interesting. And I think if we look at it as, oh, no, you're not supposed to work then. You're only supposed to work now. Eh, that's one way to look at it. But I think a better way is to say, let's use the technology so that we can work when it's convenient for us and when we can get the job done. Focus on results. For me, I like getting up early in the morning. And when I get up early, I find I get a lot more done that way. And I can read more. What's early? But Oh, early for me would be four. I like to get up at 4 a.m. And uh, that way I have the world to me. Uh, it's a uh, time that's quiet. Uh, the air here in Orlando and the summers particularly is particularly nice at that time. That cool night air is just inviting. And I like to go through what I call my SEM, study, where I'm learning something really important, reading and listening and watching videos exercise, the E for exercise, where I'm doing my push-ups and doing a cow saying, doing some burpees and Navy SEAL training, and then M for meditation, having the meditation to have time to be real quiet, and I'll use the technology for that, and sometimes I won't. I like the guided meditations that are available, and I enjoy that from brain.fm. Really nice technologies for that. I also use Sam Harris, Waking Up, technology for guided meditation, and I find that what we do is we can use that technology to make our lives better, but it's guided by the principles that work, finding out what works and what has lasted. I think it's important for us that we read a lot of material that was produced before Gutenberg. If we can do that, we learn about the principles of life, not just the crisis of the moment that they'll have on the news to get us to watch and go, oh, no, this breaking news just in. Something bad just happened over here. Our emotions are tied to that. Step back and look at what people said long ago oh, yeah, when we definitely. study human nature I and understand how humans really interact. I'm a big reader. Like I just always have reading. Like I picked up three books last week and read them. Um, Which three books did you read? I'm reading Michael Spinner, The Surrender oh. Practice. Mm -hmm. um, I picked up one of his books and it was The Surrender Practice. Uh, Michael Singer, he basically he, living in the woods and uh, meditating to selling a, a technology company for billions. And it was all out of just surrendering. And I was so impressed with it, I then bought his second book and read that. And then I just bought his third book, and I'm just finishing that now. Oh, um, good for you. And yeah, I love reading and learning because when you think about when you're reading, you're getting a chance to interact with really smart people who took time and focused to create content that is meaningful. And when we can do that, we become better people ourselves. One of the things I like to do every day is read something called The Daily Stoic that Ryan Holiday has put together, where he looks at the works of Marcus Aurelius and Epictetus, Seneca, and people like that, who years ago, back in ancient Rome and ancient Greece, came up with ideas on human nature and how human beings interacted then. And you know what? Even though our technology is different today, the similarities are just astounding. Terry, we, Terry, we like, haven't changed in hundreds and hundreds of years. We haven't changed. The human nature is still the same. It's only the technology that has changed. You talk about people liking you, or we can talk about people that dislike you. You know, there was a man 2,000 years ago that had a message, and people didn't like what he said, and they nailed him to a cross. We haven't changed. The human psychology is still the same. And, yes. and we just are learning to adapt in different ways. And it's even when you said there, when you went back and you said about the meditation, you know, I meditate and I, I now meditate every day. And there was a time that I tried to do it once a week. I remember saying, knowing that if I mentioned, if we mentioned meditation in the business world 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 
we would be looked upon like idiots. Mm -hmm. And it's evolving. So we are changing. I think people are realizing it's not about the dog-eat-dog, the survivor wins. I think people are realizing that it's, hang on, that has caused stress, anxiety, fear in people. I think it's time people to realize, okay, we need to we need to start thinking about ourselves and our health. Yes, we have to focus on that. Health is number one. My grandma told me that if, if you have your health, you have everything. And if you don't have your health, you have nothing. And for me, if grandma said it, it's gospel. It's true. Your health so, is your wealth. Yeah. And that's health, by the way, not just physical. Yo, yes, it is physical. We got to take care of that. And particularly today, a lot of things we want to do, but also our mental health, being around those people that are going to help us to become better, thinking positive thoughts, being careful on what you put into your mind and what you consume in terms of video and audio and what you listen to, and what you believe, and particularly that intrapersonal communication, the thought of communications that go through your own brain, what you're saying to yourself, that intrapersonal communication needs to be positive so that we have good, healthy mind and a good, healthy body. The voice in your head, listen to it sometimes because it's talking rubbish and learn to tell it to shut up. Exactly. Know? That's sometimes what you got to do. You got to yeah, stand yeah. up to that person inside your head and tell them to shut up and, and yeah. slap them silly. And you slap the person in your head silly, telling them to leave you alone and to focus on the positive. Energy goes where energy flows. What advice would you give to people who are looking now to develop their business because of what's happened in the world using technology? What would you say to them? I would say it's important to look on the big picture and long term rather than crisis of the moment. I mean, as we're recording this, it is Friday the 13th. Uh, many people say, oh, that's an unlucky day. For me, every Friday the 13th has been good in I, my life. 13 is my lucky number. Yeah, <laughs> and I love Fridays. I, I, I get a chance to talk with you. It's great. So as we're recording this right now, those of you listening to, I'm talking to you, listening to this sometime in the future. We're in a crisis. The world is going, oh, my goodness, we've got this coronavirus. And it is serious. People have died. And there are probably many more people that are. And we extend our sympathies to those families and the people who are being affected by it. And we also look at it from a perspective of history. Throughout history, we've faced crises like this where people have died, people have been set back, but we overcame that. So how did we overcome it? What did we do? And from a business point of view, this is from one entrepreneur to you, an entrepreneur listening to this right now, find those areas where you can help people, where they have a need, where you have a need to uh, excel and where you have expertise. And if you don't have the expertise that they need, make it a part of your regular mental diet to saturate your mind with good knowledge that people can use. Don't, I often say, don't just learn about uh, tsetse flies from Ethiopia in the 15th century. Big deal, real good, Sparky, if you know that. But uh, yeah. there's not a big market demand for that. What you want to do is to find those areas that people say, hey, I need that. And if you can provide that, and you're able to do it in a way that is market valuable, then you will succeed, whatever market is. Learn and be willing to Pour your time, your money, and your energy into learning and growing. Take the courses. Yes, we are all going to the University of YouTube now. We can learn a lot there and learn a lot from many different sources, but be willing to part with your coins to learn something and to get valuable market 
valuable skills that others are willing to pay for. I have a feeling that what's happening, unfortunately, in the world, services like ourselves are going to be sought after because we know sales, we know marketing, we know technology, we know human behavior. And we have probably lived and have had experience in many cultures as well in different businesses that I think people are going to be sorting out and trying to be looking for help because there'll be a lot of managers, CEOs out there who won't know how to change those sales to make changes in their organization. I agree with you. And I think that we see that need. And so what we can do is get those skills that are important and circle back to the technology. A great way to deliver that today is via Zoom, Skype, with a podcast, with video on YouTube, and many other ways, tying in with LinkedIn and articles there, videos on LinkedIn, less than 10 minutes, but must be on there <laughs> in many different ways. And this gives great opportunities to reach more people and to really build a business. So I'm optimistic. I'm sanguine when I look at the future and see what's coming, even in the midst of one of the most uh, crunching crises that we've ever had in the world as it's occurring right now. One of the things I say to people when they're doing podcasts, like we have the radio show up here in the station, and then we turn the two radio shows into podcasts, and then myself, LinkedIn, Facebook, and all the others. I tell people that if you're getting into this, it takes time. Don't expect to do one video and have people knocking on your door. It's all about building trust. It's building trust and building trust congruency and trust and, you know, in for the long haul. Absolutely. It is long term. It's something that you stay with and be consistent. Uh, Again, I'm talking to the entrepreneur out there listening to this. Be consistent. Make sure that you've got regular material going out there. As Joe said, you can't do it just once and expect, oh, now the gates of uh, uh, wealth are going to open up. We'll go marching into the Garden of Eden. No, (laughs) you have got to pay the price, be willing to put in the time, the money and the energy to make it happen on a regular basis, providing value to others. Find out what others are looking for. And by the way, that's where technology comes in again. Tools like AREFs and Ubersuggest and uh, SEM Rush give you the ability to find out what people are looking for. You'll have people scribbling down. (laughs) You'll have them all writing them down. It's like this show, this show is being, we're in a fourth season with this show. It's lasting, 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 lasting. Terry, tell me future. I'm all for it. And I think it's going to be good. There's going to be good things. There's going to be some challenges. I can make a case for a dismal future. I can make a case for positive. I think the positive wins out. The opportunities that we have, particularly with the technology, what's happening with AI, with the artificial intelligence, is giving us the ability to do more than we ever could. Just look at medicine with that. In the past, you'd go to your medical doctor and they would do an assessment to say, oh, I believe you have this. And that's good. And they they're wonderful people. We're glad to have them. But with AI, with big data, now we can say not only do they see what's happening with you and draw from their own ideas, but they can tie into literally trillions of other pieces of data to find out what is it like when a 33-year-old woman has these symptoms, who is this height, who has this kind of blood, et cetera, et cetera, and feed all that in, and a computer can massively crunch it to say, oh, normally they'd recommend this medicine, but for this type of person, this body type, this history, et cetera, this medicine would be better. And so that's going to extend 
our lives far beyond what we've had in the past. It's going to be better quality life if we do it the right way. Yeah. And I see also, we look at, for instance, uh, the cars and the carnage that has taken place around the world. People dying because of really silly and stupid mistakes. With AI, with robots, with self-driven cars, we're going to diminish that dramatically. So for the future, I'm very optimistic in those areas and many, many others. But I also see, wait a minute, we also have the problem of people saying, well, we're going to let these people who claim to be really, really smart, who really, really know what to do, and somehow just because they're elected, they're going to rule over us. Uh, wait a minute, Haven't we? didn't we try that in the 20th century and end up with very dismal, dire results because there were people who really, really cared, at least they said they did, and people said, oh, let's vote for this person, and they put him in, it will make us better, and then things ended up not real good with 250 million people being killed in wars in the 20th century. Yeah. I'm very optimistic for the 21st century if we do our activities, if we do our lives in the right way and make sure that we proceed forward peacefully and learning, trying to help others. Feeling calm from within. That's it. Yeah. That's key. And the future for yourself, Terry? I'm really excited. I've started about a month, a little over a month ago, my new podcast, Achieve It with Terry Brock. And my Achieve It podcast talks about wonderful opportunities for people, new technologies that are emerging. I do a lot of interviews with people and authors who are uh, releasing books. I like to do that because you get a chance to find out about new ideas and new ways of making your life better. When you read a book, you're really compressing learning in life into a small space. The time that it takes you to read that book, you can learn what to do and what not to do from really smart people for just a few coins. Think about it. For just a small investment of your time, your money, and your energy, you gain a massive amount of information by reading that book. And I would encourage the person listening to this, you that are listening to this right now, find some good books that are recommended by others that are really good that can help you to achieve the goals that you want. The one book I read there in which I found absolutely liberating was A Conversation with God by Neil Donald Walsh. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Familiar with that series. And answered a lot of questions for me. Tell me, Terry, if people want to reach out to you, where can they find you? Well, the, I would love to. As a matter of fact, just let me know you're listening to Joe's podcast here. It would be great to have a conversation and uh, do that. And the best way to reach me is at my website, which is terrybrock.com. And that's spelled T-E-R-R-Y. And Brock is spelled the right way, B-R-O-C-K. So terrybrock.com, and you'll see all the ways to contact me there with email, phone, and social media. It's all right there. Terry, pleasure having you on. Joe, an honor to be with you, sir. Thank you so much for what you're doing and the lives that you're helping to impact in a positive way. It's an honor to be with you, sir. And folks, that was Terry Brock on the Conscious Business Podcast. Yes, we are part of the Conscious Business Academy, bringing purpose, profit, and prosperity into your life. Remember, sales, marketing, leadership, and culture are key to growing your business. So I hope you enjoyed this, and we're going to have another great guest on for next week. Till then, take care and God bless. Music